it's hard being an entrepreneur parent, especially when the kids are out of school. There are no cookie cutter ways to manage time with your children versus time in your business, but there are foundational containers you can create within your life to win back some of your time. And in today's episode, we take a free dive into how to set containers in your life and become the master of time, especially when you have kids. So shout out to my friend Greg, who asked about how to manage time between business and children during one of our live Q&As in our Facebook group. This episode is my response to his question, so let's get into the show. Welcome or welcome back to the Mind of George podcast. My job here is to help heart-centered marketers and entrepreneurs ethically scale their businesses by deepening your relationships with your customers, your employees, and yourselves. I'm a little bit crazy and I'm super stoked to have you, but if you haven't joined my crazy family yet, just go to mindofgeorge.com and remember that relationships will always beat algorithms. Now, couple housekeeping notes here in the intro. Please remember to subscribe, leave a review, even if you tell me that I belong in a mental institute and I'm just a little bit crazy, but I'm here to support you, I'm okay with that as well. Otherwise, keep listening because we have some gold for you today. Greg, I had my containers going strong until lockdown came about, and now I'm with the kids 24-7. I've fallen off and struggling to get back to my containers. As I'm typing this, I'm realizing my containers weren't as strong as I thought. Greg, I'm going to challenge you right now. I bet your containers were stronger than you thought, and you're looking for a backdoor out of them. Because a container isn't I'm going to do my practice at 8 a.m. And if I can't do it at 8 a.m., I don't do it. A container is I'm going to do my practice every day. And I'm going to reinvent myself as many times as required until that can be done. So for example, my normal morning practice before isolation was I would get up and spend two hours in silence before the kids even woke up. And then the kids went to school. So I had an hour of people time, and then I went right into another two hours of solitude, right? Well, guess what? The kids aren't going to school, (laughs) and that's not happening. And so from 6 a.m. on, I'm with the kids. And so now, my solitude isn't as much, but now what happens is I wake up a half an hour before my son and take my solitude. Then I get my son awake. When he wakes up, I go downstairs, and I have now involved him in my process, And so I fill his tank, I get him settled, and I say, hey, bubbies, it's daddy's time to do breath work. So you can breathe with me, and he's three. You can breathe with me, or you can just watch daddy. If you talk to me, bubbies, it's going to take me a couple minutes to respond, right? And then I put the practice in. And Tyler will tell you, as you walk around, all I have to do is look at my son and take a deep breath, and he'll start breathing with me. Three years old, right? He'll be whiny, he'll be needy, he'll be codependent for a minute, he'll, he'll bump his knee and want to start crying, and I look at him and I just say, breath. And I'll go, <gasps> so I took my practice that was very, very structured, and I realized that the win is taking that practice and putting it into my whole life and putting it into practice, <laughs> right? So if it's a rigid practice, it's not a practice, it's control, It's a practice the moment you take it and you utilize it in life where it happens, right? Because practices are easy under ideal conditions, right? Like going to the gym is great when you can go to the gym. Like eating clean is great when you have a chef that makes your meals five times a day and you live in a controlled environment, right? Like work is amazing when everything is always growing and there's money coming in, right? That's not practice. 
That's ideal circumstances. We don't practice for the easy times. We practice for the challenging times, right? And so the practice is now on the times of resistance or challenge or fear, how do I embody this practice and make it a part of my day and let go of the rigidity of what it looked like? So what are my non-negotiables that day? My non-negotiables are breath work. My non-negotiables are writing in my journal. Well, I can't do them at 6 a.m. Great. I can do them plenty of other times, right? Like my non-negotiable three weeks ago is I had to go to the gym before I worked. I had to, right? And so that would be my 90 minutes of me time in solitude and silence. Well, now I'm doing body weight stuff and I have it at home. And I've fallen in love with the fact that instead of working out for an hour and a half, I work out 15 times a day for five minutes each. And so this is where the magic happens. Like what's happening right now is we're being called to grow. We're being called to deepen our practice and remember that our practice isn't what it looks like on paper, right? Mike Tyson says this all the time, smartest guy ever, but he has a plan to get punched in the face. Well, guess what? Everybody just got punched in the face. So what? You didn't get knocked out. You just got punched in the face. You're like, oh, that hurt. Cool. Well, how do you prep for it next time? You practice, you practice more, you practice more, you practice more. And listen, a practice that's easy isn't a practice. It's complacent. Practices should be uncomfortable. They should be challenging. That's where the growth comes in. So Greg, welcome to leveling up a hundred levels in life, brother, because I know what you're doing. And Veronica is working full time at the hospital, supporting everybody through these crazy times. And you're being a single dad of kids well running a business, well in an apartment, handling all of it. And what an opportunity to deepen your practice. What an opportunity to deepen breath, deepen patience, deepen self-forgiveness, lead by example. What an opportunity. And here's what I know, Greg. It's going to force you to not do bullshit tasks anymore because there's no time. And every minimum wage activity is going to be out of your life, right? And I had this call earlier with people, and this isn't for Greg's question, phone call like, I'm so uncertain. I'm so uncertain. I'm so uncertain. And I was like, you've been this uncertain for six months. The universe has pulled the plug and said, well, it's time you do something about it. Right? So you can look at these situations and you can be like, oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Or you can look at them and be like, what an opportunity, what an opportunity, what an opportunity. Because here's the truth. If in these moments of uncertain times and like just full disclosure right now, and I mean, full disclosure, between three companies that I own, we're losing $40,000 a day as we speak. Like, look, look at me. I am currently losing $40,000 a day. I don't have millions of dollars in the bank. We have multi-million dollar businesses and every dollar goes into the business. We haven't laid one person off. We haven't fired anybody. The only people who took pay cuts were me and the founders. That's it. And it's temporary, right? I have just as much fear and anxiety and doubt as anybody. And I look at it and I see so much opportunity. This too shall pass. Will business ever be the same? No, it'll be new. Just like when the internet came along, right? Because I'm pretty sure the guy that was selling horses loved that Henry Ford invented a car. Yeah, let that one sink in, right? 
Like I'm pretty sure that all those businesses that were making all their money with direct mail and catalogs loved when the internet came. Oh, you remember when people used to sell CDs and then MP3s came? Oh, and you remember when people used to buy albums, but then monthly memberships came and unlimited streaming? Remember when people used to go rent DVDs and then Netflix came? And you want to know what's funny is Blockbuster had the ability to buy Netflix for I think like 11 or $12 million and they said, no, this will never be the future. There's only one Blockbuster left in the country. It's independently owned. There's a shift happening. There's a shift in the way business is being done. There's a shift in the way life is being done. And I said this from day one. What was my biggest fear in isolation, in lockdown, in quarantine? Was spending more time with myself and potentially having to come to the sober realization that I really still didn't love myself. And I was going to be forced into a relationship with the one person I get to spend the rest of my life with, whether I like it or not. And that's myself. That's my only fear. Everything else can be recreated. Everything can be rebuilt. Everything can be redone. Everything can be done differently. There's opportunity abound. The self-practice is the most important practice. And if we need, if we want, and one of my teachers, and which is my business partner, Stefano, said this to our men's group, in order to deepen your service, you must deepen your practice. Serving isn't giving more to the world. Serving is giving more to yourself so you have the capacity to hold more and give more to the world. And so, Greg, thank you for that amazing question, brother. I'm proud of you, and I'm super stoked to know you, especially after not talking to you for 20 years because I missed you, brother. Thanks for listening to this episode. And like I said in the beginning, and probably a ton of times throughout, make sure you subscribe to the show if you want to hear more. Now, leave a review if you like me. Actually, don't leave a review if you like me. Just leave a review if you feel so inclined. But I'm going to ask you because it helps other people find this. And I'm going to give you a little marketing lesson in the outro of this anyways. Go to mindofgeorge.com so you can get into our crazy family and also get a free gift my team and I made for you. Now, here's the thing. There's only four types of customer journeys and I'm sending you to one page to cover all of it. But our job is to give you everything that you need to succeed as an entrepreneur. See, what I want is I want you to be in our family. I want to be in a relationship with you. And I want you to have a win before I ever get a win. And so on that page, you'll see some of the best stuff that we have, our top podcast episodes, our free courses we put together, our free content. And there's one in particular that I'm super proud of. We put together a free 30-day transformational marketing course. Literally, just need your email so you can get in and get into the membership site. We talk about the two most important documents in your business, your lighthouse and your avatar sheet, which we now call the beacon of beliefs in your captain's assessment. We teach you about the conscious and subconscious customer journey, how to have congruency in your marketing, the psychology of email marketing marketing, the six email sequences that your business needs to have right now to win, the two most wasted pieces of real estate and digital marketing that you can fix right now, my special five-part email recipe, and how to reframe your card abandonment strategy so you don't insult people's intelligence anymore, plus whatever else I can come up with on a certain level of crazy, because my mission is to teach you that relationships will always beat algorithms, and I'm ready to be on your team, I'm ready to be in your corner, and it's time for you to win a gold medal. So make sure you go to mindofgeorge.com, and we'll see you in the next episode. I love you all. Bye.